The material contained in the following program is designed for informational purposes only. It is not intended to replace existing training policies or guidelines of individual law enforcement agencies. This is Stuff You Never Ever Learned at the Academy from In the Line of Duty. Hello, I'm Ron Barber. I'm calling this Stuff You Never Ever Learned at the Academy because that's what this podcast is all about. Welcome to this episode, which we're calling Burned Fingers. You won't want to miss it. But first, a short message. I don't like to brag and will only do so at any given opportunity. Over the many years, I've had a number of officers tell me, Ron, you will probably never know how many officers' lives your programs have saved, but it's a lot, which means a lot to me, because I believe in the line of duties, reality-based video and online training has saved cops' lives which always pisses me off because so many law enforcement agencies still do not know about us. In a quick nutshell, here it is. For 25 years, In the Line of Duty has been and continues to be the only provider of reality-based video training for law enforcement. Our programs are the real deal with cops sharing incredible life safety tips, and lessons learned from critical incidents. Many of the programs have become mandatory viewing and part of department's training curricula, which is why I'm sending a message to you chiefs, sheriffs, trainers, and administrators. And please forgive me for being so damned blunt. I am proud of what we've done, proud of the difference we have tried to, and in many cases, continue to make. Therefore, I'm saying to any of you in a decision-making mode regarding your officer's safety, you are remiss in your duties if you haven't given us a look. Especially because that look is free with no bullshit strings attached. Check us out free for two weeks. If you like what you see, follow up with us. We actually have live and extremely customer-friendly folks you can talk to, including, if you're lucky, my beautiful wife, Kelly. Get started ASAP, you will not regret it. And we're the most economical online training anywhere for law enforcement. Visit us at lineofduty.com and just click on the red tab titled, Get a Free Trial. And now on to the podcast. Do you remember the first time you played with fire? I mean, literally played with fire. Chances are it involved matches or your parents' lighter because as kids, those were the likely most accessible fire starters. And for us middle-aged or older, one or both of our parents probably smoked back in the day. There were always matches 
or lighters, kids could pilfer or lift from dad's pants pocket or mom's purse. Remember that very first sensation of extreme heat on your fingertips? Whoa, son of a bitch, that got your attention. And unless you were a complete imbecile as a kid, you didn't go back for a repeat performance. Nowadays, kids can show off in other ways, like ramming their skateboard into a brick wall. It all leads me to a little story I have seen cloned several times over the years. I'll call it Cops for Dummies, How to Get Burned, Part 1 of Many. In this latest installment, a Georgia officer, let's call him Bernie for fun, decides to be a really nice guy, and he gives a lift to a suspicious man walking along an interstate and offers him a ride to the nearest gas station to get him to a safe place and out of harm's way, which he does. Here, though, is where it all turns to shit. Once in the gas station parking lot, the officer learns the man has an active warrant for his arrest. And as the arrest process begins, guess who is suddenly very actively and extremely obstinate about the whole affair? You got it. So much so that the seemingly docile hitchhiker produces a gun, which causes officers to produce theirs. And in the ensuing firefight, the man is killed. Thank God no officers are hurt. I asked veteran officer and line-of-duty technical advisor Mark DeBona if he had ever given a ride as a compassionate cop to anyone in his 33-year career. Well, I'm okay with somebody that's disabled as far as like their vehicle's disabled or physically disabled uh, and they need to get from point A to point B. <clears throat> I'm, I'm okay with that, but here's the problem that I'm not okay with. They didn't find out he had warrants and he wasn't in arms till the ride was con concluded. So the issue I have is, why didn't you check this person for warrants, obviously, and then and pat them down before you put them in your, in your cruiser? So I, I did, so I see two mistakes right there. And I hate to badmouth another cop, but there, there was mistakes made there, obviously. And it could have been, it could have, in all honesty, it could have been a lethal mistake. So I have an issue with that. Now, have I given rise in my, in my career to people that, I've, absolutely. But I used to tell people all the time, here's the deal. I need to see your ID, and I need to pat you down before you get in my car. Plain and simple. And you know, most people, if not all people, had no problem with it whatsoever. And it's a huge, it's a huge officer safety issue. You're putting a total stranger in your vehicle that you know, you know nothing about, and you haven't done a pat down or checked them out to see if they're wanted. I mean, that, that's a recipe for disaster. So the, uh, the, the bottom line is, 100% of the time, whether it was somebody uh, with a disabled vehicle, somebody walking along the side of the road, whatever the case may be, 100% of the time, you said, I need an ID and I need to pat you down before we go any further. Oh, absolutely, Ron. If you remember, we go, one of our uh, talks we talked about was when the uh, elderly woman was involved in the crash and I drove her to the restaurant. And I said to I said to the lady, well, number one, I had her ID anyways because I worked the crash, and of course, uh, yeah, we we uh, 
you, know, you, you should run everybody come in contact with. But I did say to her before I put her in my cruiser was, I just need to take a, if it's okay with you, I need to take a look in your purse and make sure you have no weapons. And she was, she was perfectly fine with this. And this was an elderly woman. Um, it, you know, the, the youngest person that killed a cop was nine years old. The oldest was 80 something years old. So cop killers come in all shapes, sizes, and all ages. So you, you should be, you should be checking people out. A- absolutely. Did, uh, you have any policy in regard to where you had the individual sit in your cruiser and did you have them belted up? Were there any specificity in regard to that? Yeah, per policy, um, everybody sat in the back seats uh, behind the uh, partition, the cage, whatever you want to, want to call it. Uh, as a sergeant, I didn't have any, I didn't have a partition. And the only person I ever transported uh, without, 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 without the partition, without the cage, was that elderly female. And honestly, I didn't feel threatened by her by one, one bit. Um, but that was a policy. Everybody um, sat in the back seat behind the partition for officer safety reasons. And also, Ron, you want to think about allegations also, especially if you're transporting a male officer, transporting a female, uh, female, and there could be some allegations being made there because there's nothing dividing the two people. So we don't want any type of allegations also, which obviously leads to liability, which could lead to a false complaint or something to that effect. So that's, that's why the policies were so strict when it came to transporting people. Did I understand you to say that in the sergeant's cruiser, there was no partition? Yeah, when I first made sergeant, we had them. And then for some reason or other, they decided not. And I don't really remember the reason why. I thought it was kind of strange, to be honest with you. Now, I will tell you this. As a cop of 33 years, not having a cage, your seat goes back further. It's a lot more comfortable. So maybe that was the, uh, the perks of being a, of, being a, uh, of being a sergeant. But I wasn't really too thrilled with not having a uh, petition because when I made an arrest, I used to have to call another unit over to do the transport for me. Is there anything else that you'd like to add to the mix in regard to that situation? It reminds me of a saying that we used to say all the time as a joke, in God we trust, everybody else we run through NCIC, National Crime Information Center. So once again, bad guys come in all shapes and sizes, different colors, everything like that. Officer safety comes first in every situation. Now, if you should choose to be Mr. or Mrs. Wonderful and give a fellow on hard times a lift, is there any reason that all your officer safety training should get flushed down the toity? Maybe a cursory pat-down of the individual and a quick look-see at anything he's toting. Maybe a request for a legitimate form of ID and a check on that ID with dispatch. If anything should come back to bite you, why, oh why, do you want it to be your own teeth? And that's our little treatise we're calling Burned Fingers. Remember, take advantage of that free two-week trial. Just go to lineofduty.com, click on the red tab that says get a free trial. You won't regret it. I'm Ron Barber, and... That stuff you never, ever learned at the Academy.